Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Now, Jamie Dupree with the latest breaking news from our nation's capital. All right, he's the most connected man in Washington, D.C., and he is our connection. He's the man. He's the guy. How are you? All right, Sean, how about you today? I'm good. Did you see this weekend Bernie Sanders drew 20,000-plus people at a rally in Boston, double what Obama had eight years ago. Sanders, over the last three months, raised almost as much as Hillary. Yes. 26 million versus 28 million. And she certainly does not draw uh, numbers like that. And he raised that amount by holding only seven official fundraisers. Hillary had 58. Yeah, again, the the Sanders thing, and I think there was a new uh, NBC poll out of New Hampshire that showed him up double digits now in New Hampshire. The the Sanders thing is not just a bunch of, it's not a Ron Paul college kid thing or anything like that. He's got a ton of money, and he's bringing in a lot, and he's exciting a lot of people. And you just cannot ignore numbers like 20,000 people. I mean, eight years ago, I remember covering those big Obama events and then going and covering Hillary Clinton. And you look around and there's a, you know, she'd have a decent crowd, a couple hundred people. It was, uh, you know, that kind of thing. But it wasn't the huge crowds that Barack Obama was getting. And then it was the same thing in the general election. Look, um, it's an an indicator, right? I mean, uh, you cannot ignore that. You just cannot. You cannot just sort of say, well, he's not organized as well as her or anything. And the same with Trump. You can't you can't not recognize this guy is pulling in better TV ratings than anybody else when he's on. He's pulling in bigger crowds, uh, in some cases bigger than Bernie Sanders. I mean, he packed the American Airlines arena down in Dallas. I mean, the thing was packed. Yep. No, you you cannot. Though I do sense from some of the numbers, there actually was a poll out this weekend that for the first time showed him behind Ben Carson. Yeah, the IBD most of the poll. poll. Yeah. yeah, but most of the polling still has shown him out front, and I'm not going to say he's lost the lead until we see a lot more polling. I, I do think his lead has shrunk a little, but he's still certainly the GOP front runner. Yeah, I I viewed that, looked at the poll, I viewed it as a bit of an outlier, but yeah, you know, yeah, of course, you never know. You never know. It's going, but I think there's a tightening in the race. If you look at the polls from a from the standpoint of what came out this weekend, none of this news, none of it, is good for Hillary. I mean, you got on the Republican side, Donald Trump winning in Iowa, New Hampshire. And Hillary is winning in Iowa. Sanders is five points behind. Joe Biden's only 11 points behind. He's not even in. And then Sanders just creams her in New Hampshire, 42 to 28 percent. Biden is 18. Now, part of the New Hampshire thing might be that, uh, let's face it, that Sanders is from next door. And he's, you know, in Vermont. And we've seen in the past where location certainly matters in New England, maybe more than in some other states in terms of their primaries when it comes to New Hampshire. So you might have to factor that in a little. But again, Bernie Sanders has not been raising just a few bucks. He's been raising many millions, and he certainly is not lacking when it comes to those kind of resources. Yeah. All right. So the big story this weekend, politically speaking, I know this, you know, we had Jason on Friday, Jason Chaffetz. Yep. Uh, now there's three that have joined the race for speaker. You have Kevin McCarthy. Dan Webster is going to join us at the bottom of this half hour. And Jason Chaffetz, who was with us on Friday. And so Thursday of this week, why don't you walk us through the process? Yeah, Thursday will be the Republican-only election. In a sense, it's sort of like they're picking a nominee for speaker. So the person who wins the most votes in that will be the nominee. Now, the problem is, is the next step, the today the speaker well, by the way, this said, is this is a... Uh, this is a vote that is not recorded. It's a private secret ballot. Yeah, you just write it down and put it in the box and everything like that. We don't know who voted for whom. In fact, uh, these type of leadership races, 
that basically everybody lies to each other. They they, they mm-hmm. promise to vote for each other. Oh yeah, and then I'm going to vote for you, and then they don't. Yeah, yeah, and then, I mean the one thing you can count on if somebody says I'm not voting for you, you can believe them pretty much. So this will be a secret ballot thing on Thursday, just Republicans behind closed doors. We won't know anything but the totals. At that point, whoever wins there is the nominee. Right now, you'd have to say the favorite is still Kevin McCarthy. Hundred percent. I think I'd be the, shocked if he didn't get that ballot. Yeah, the entrance of Chafe, it certainly introduces a little more of a wild card. Dan Webster has been able to get a bit of support from sort of Tea Party, more conservative guys, but he hasn't really lit the place on fire. And talking with people mm-hmm. as late as uh, Friday around here in the hallways of the Capitol, you just didn't get a sense that it, Webster was creating no. any kind of headway and, and momentum. Now, the thing is, let's just say for sake of argument and explaining this, that McCarthy does win the nomination on Thursday. Which I think is likely. Then, three weeks from that day, on October the 29th, also a Thursday, that is the date that has the, that they have scheduled the floor vote on the floor of the House. A roll call vote where they stand yeah. up, Mr. Gomert. Yeah, and every person has to answer. And in that case, then, to become Speaker, you need to win a majority of those voting. 218. So if everybody votes, it would be 218. And there's still a lot of rumblings around here from different lawmakers and different outside groups that the Freedom Caucus sort of Tea Party guys are going to withhold their votes and not vote for Kevin McCarthy because they want, quote-unquote, someone else. Now, that someone else is sort of still a mystery. As I said to you last week, the, 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 the more conservative lawmakers have not rallied around anybody. Nobody has really stepped forward that they have deemed acceptable. Let me give and you so, some, some background because I've been on the phone all weekend about this, and I can maybe help you out a little bit. The Freedom Caucus seems to be coalescing around Jason Chaffetz. Including, Which surprises me since he um, since he moved to Deep Six Mark Meadows just a few weeks ago. Well, guess who is one of them that seems to be supporting Jason Chaffetz? Yeah, and that has us a lot of a lot of us puzzled here yep. uh, in that. And so, even if you rally around Chaffetz and they say that they're going to only vote for him, I mean, they can stop McCarthy on well, the floor. Well, that's the thing. Would McCarthy if McCarthy whips the votes, and he knows going into that vote on the 29th that he doesn't have two eighteen. He's not going to let that vote go forward. He can't. No, I wouldn't think so either, other than uh, you just dare everybody to do it and see what happens. Well, but, if but the, Freedom I don't Cauc- think- the Freedom Caucus has about 40 members, and there are other members, as you point out, that are supporting Dan Webster. But combined, yes. there there's about at least now at least 50 to 60 votes that McCarthy doesn't have sewn up. So Yeah, if- I would say that's accurate. And the question is how many of those stay away from him and how many go to him. Right. Now, we've had two examples in House history, both in, in the 1800s, of where a it, multiple ballots went on, and then they finally elected somebody speaker by plurality rather than majority, but then followed it up with a resolution that got a majority support. I don't think we're going to go to that, but it is a reminder that there's still there could be a long kind of battle here. It might not get sort of fixed overnight. Well, now, now McCarthy would have two options. He could seek out support from the Democrats, which means he's dead no, on arrival. he's not going to do that. He's not going to do that. No, they're not going to so, vote for him. So the only other— Listen, their biggest—the Democrats, if you turn around and look at it from their point of view, they'd love to have a disaster like that. Of course they would. Now, but so what's going to happen is McCarthy's going to look at the votes. Eventually, we'll probably get leaked what the votes are on Thursday. We usually do. And well, if, yeah, we'll find out the totals. Okay. So let's say there's 50 or 60 that don't vote for McCarthy. That 50 or 60, if they stay united, they could deny him the speakership. That means that they've got to negotiate behind the scenes. 
Now the vote for majority whip and and all and majority leader aren't going to take place until after the speaker is elected. No, they're going to wait until the spe- new That's speaker correct. is, is uh, selected. So all the people that have been talking about running for the lower positions, all of that is on hold for another three weeks. Sure, if you had enough people who went out and said, well, first of all, I would think that you'd come down to only two candidates at the end within the, within the House Republican Conference, probably. And some of them might stay against McCarthy. I would bet a lot of them would not. A lot of them would get on and, and support the, the nominee. The question is, if you don't get him to 218 on the floor, then who do you go to? Because I think there's, um, I think there's a real pushback amongst sort of the the supporters of McCarthy, supporters of Boehner, who 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 don't like they, the Freedom Caucus. They just be well, saying, yeah, well, it's not that they don't like the Freedom Caucus. They just want to say, okay, if you don't want McCarthy, then okay. what is your plan? Well, I think Who that do you want. I think what they're saying is what I have what I picked up this weekend is the Freedom Caucus seems to be coalescing their support around Jason Chaffetz. Well, then I would look for it as a one for one trade. Then you knock out McCarthy and you knock out Chaffetz and you say, OK, you got to find somebody else. Well, that could happen. Or McCarthy and Chaffetz can get together in the Freedom Caucus and some of the other leaders that are supporting McCarthy. They can all sit in the room and start some horse trading and say, okay, well, what if we make you majority leader? No, you be the majority leader. I'll be the speaker. You be the there speaker. There is a possibility with that, but I would say the one thing that stands against that yeah. has been the complete inability of the Freedom Caucus to make legislative deals like that. It's true, and but the one thing, they have a lot of leverage here. They, well, they've had they, a lot if, of leverage before, and they've never used it. But, you, but you've but you also pointed out, rightly so, that they never really prepared for a battle. And I no, think, which I don't understand. But I can see now that this is the first time I'm seeing that, you know, and by the way, Jim Jordan's loved. And, and Mark Meadows, is, his stature's gone way up in the House, at least among some of these members. Jim Jordan? Jim Jordan is like... No, no, not no, if no, you he's talk not gonna to rank-and-file Republicans. He's not going to run for Speaker. Jim Jordan would not have any chance, I don't think, right now. No, 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 now. I'm not saying to run for Speaker, but I'm saying that he's... No, I'm not even... I, I don't you even don't even think, think he's majority. liked? No, no. Uh, I, I've been really surprised. That, to me, has been the most surprising thing of doing interviews the last couple of weeks. Well, they're mad I, at the Freedom Caucus. Wait, wait, hold on. Because I floated the idea to people, what about Jim Jordan, thinking that he was a bridge? And I was really surprised by the unbelievably negative response to Jim Jordan's name from a number of people that I would have thought would have accepted I can tell you where him. I think a lot of that's coming from. Both Jordan and Boehner are from Ohio. And Boehner was mad, not this last go-around, but the time before Jordan voted against Boehner. That, there's a lot of residual resentment. Boehner, you know, remember, I'm not sure that's it. It's it. I think it's a bit more than that, but I'm just surprised, and that's why I don't, right now, I would discount that. Anything's possible, but I would discount that as a possibility of somebody who is sort of the the agreed-upon deal between the the, uh, the sort of establishment, the veterans, and, and the Tea Party Caucus. I mean, look, they've had the chance before a number of times, the, the Freedom Caucus-type guys, to use their muscle and use their votes, and they haven't been able to do it very well. You're, you're and so they've still right, got to prove to a lot of people this here that they're they ready s- to do that. All right, here's what I know happened over the weekend and what's happening this week. <clears throat> they're going to interview all of the candidates That's for tomorrow, speaker. yes. Okay. And they're saying that they're open-minded, but I think the general consensus is is that as a group... They have made a decision, most of them, with the exception of five. Three are committed to McCarthy, one is committed to Dan Webster, and one hasn't decided. Of the 40, 
now I'm talking just about the 40. And the other 35, now remember, McCarthy can't lose 28% if he wants to be Speaker. No, 28 votes, period. That's right. 30. It's 30, yes. It's all right, whatever. So the point is, McCarthy, so they have made the decision that they are going to unite behind one of the candidates. And what they're telling me and what I'm hearing is it's going to be Chaffetz. And that supposedly they're going to stay united. And that, so in other words, and the plan is for McCarthy is now going to have to go to all of them. And they're only going to speak to him supposedly as a group. He's not going to let them peel him off one at a time. That's what I heard. Well, you know, look, there is that possibility. And I even had one Republican tell me last week that he went to McCarthy and told him just to drop his thoughts of becoming speaker. That's 100% Let somebody true. else do it, have that person fail, and then swoop in after that. I, I heard the exact same thing. So we're on the same page. It's, but the bottom line is, there's a lot of intrigue, and this. Oh is, well, and you're going to have three plus weeks of intrigue yeah. around here. Absolutely. Now, Chaffetz has his pluses and minuses. I, I think a lot of people do sort of see him getting in the race as more of a stalking horse to knock McCarthy out more than anything else. Whether he then capitalizes, I don't on think it. that's how that's he's looking question. at it after talking with him on Friday. Well, he may not be. But there's a lot of other people in the House. The one thing that he was very firm on was I said, well, why did you do that to uh, to Mark Meadows? Why did you do that? That shocked me. And he said it was wrong and I'm sorry and that we've made peace and that he's even supporting me. That's a quote. I don't think it, it, it if there if the Freedom Caucus gives him the thumbs up. I still think there's other conservatives who are very worried by it. All right. Well, we won't know until we know. That's, that's Yogi, right. That's Yogi Berra. It'll be a heck of the next three weeks. All right, Jamie. Appreciate it. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.